This is the Kitzer of the Sikh in Chelek uh, Yud Aleph, Parshas Vayakal, Sikh Beis. A very Gishmake Sikh here, it begins with Rashi. In this Sikh, we're going to see about the tremendous dedication and self sacrifice of Betzalel to building the Mishkan and specifically the Oren in the Mishkan. So when the Pasik talks about the actual building of the Oren, it says Vayaz Betzalel. The Betzalel is the one that made the Oren. And Rashi comments and says, Because he dedicated himself to the work of the Oren more than the rest of the Chachamim, the Kras, Al Shmai. The building of the Oren is called on his name. So the Rebbe says, Rashi seems to veer away from the simple meaning of the words Vayas Petzalel. The words Vayas Petzalel would simply mean that he made the Oren. He and he alone built this vessel. There were many, many different things to build in the Mishkan, from the Kalim to the Mishkan itself and all the details. Even if Betzal was involved and guided and gave instruction and managed the entire building of the Mishkan. But if the Pasuk says, Vayas Betzalel, seemingly the Pshat over here would be that when it came to this vessel, which was the holiest vessel of the Mishkan, Betzal built the autumn all by himself. That would be the simple Pshat of Vayas Betzalel. So for some reason, that's not what Rashi says. Instead, Rashi says, Vayas Betzalel means that he dedicated himself. He had a certain self-sacrifice for the building of the Aaron, and that's why it was called on his name. Why does Rashi say that? Another thing that Abba points out is that the Pasuk here says, Vayas Betzalel, using the expression of Asiya, and Rashi chooses a different word, Malacha. So the Rebbe explains that the reason why Rashi does not want to say that Betzalel built the Aaron alone is based on what uh, the Pasuk and Rashi explained earlier in Parshas Troma. There, when the Torah talks about the building of the Arain, the Torah says, Va'asu Arain Atsei Shittim. Using the term Va'asu, which is a Lashen Rabbim, a plural term. Unlike the Lashen that it says regarding the rest of the Mishkan, all the other details in the Mishkan where it says, Ve'asisa, Lashen Yachid. The term Va'asisa is the Abish refer talking to Moshe Rabbeinu, Ve'asisa, you should make. And of course, it doesn't mean that Moshe Rabbeinu himself builds all the uh, Mishkan and the details of the Mishkan. It means that Moshe Rabbeinu gives over the command. Yet, when it comes to the Arain, the Torah specifically says, Va'asu. What's the reason? So the Rebbe says that Rashi explains this by telling us that the Arain, and part of the Arain was the Kapoiras, the cover on the Arain, was thick, uh, gold, thick, a tefach. And part of that kapitis was also the kruvim that were on top of the kapitis, part of the kapitis. Now, such a piece of gold, which is so thick with that tefach, and the kruvim above it is an extremely heavy piece of gold. And it's very, very difficult for one person to maneuver, or practically impossible for one person to maneuver by making when you make this kapitis. And especially to lift up this kapitis and place it on top of the orin, it's impossible for one person to do. So when the Torah says Va'osu, it's understood by the fact that Rashi brings from Chazal that it had the thickness of a tefach and the kruvim part of it, and that made it impossible for one person to maneuver, and therefore the Torah writes Va'osu, which is unlike anything else in the Mishkan, including actually the Rebbe says the Kroshim. The Kroshim were very heavy, but by making the Kroshim, preparing the Kroshim, it was made lying down on the ground. Only later when they had to stand it up, did Moshe Rabbeinu have to do that. But over here with the kapitis, even while they made it to maneuver it and to pick it up and place it on the Arain, that had to be done with more than one person, or maybe even more than that. So now when it comes in this week's parasha, and the Titus says 
that Betzalel is the one that made the Orain, Vayas Betzalel, it can't mean in the simple, literal pshat that Betzal alone made the Orain, including the Kapaitis, with all the heavy weight of gold. So therefore, Rashi has to say that the pshat is that Arin dedicated, sorry, Betzalel dedicated himself to the work that he paid special attention and gave his heart to this work of the Arin, uh, but not that he actually built it. But here the Rebbe says, the truth is that Betzalel stood out from all of the Chachmilev in the building of the entire Mishkan. Betzalel was involved in everything. He gave the guidance and instruction for everything that happened in the Mishkan. But there was a special dedication that he had to the Oren. There was something unique more regarding the Oren. And this, Rashi hints, with writing the word Melacha, and not quoting the language of the Pasuk here that uses the term Asiya. What's the difference between Melacha and Asiya? Asiya is when you see a project to its full completion, when it's fully made and done. That includes many aspects. That includes the studying the details of this Melacha, planning it, instructions that go into doing it, and the actual physical labor that's done. The term malacha, though, refers specifically to the actual physical work done. So what Ashi is telling you here is, yes, it's true that Betzalel managed all of the Asiya of the entire Mishkan. He was involved in everything. He was the project manager of the entire Mishkan. And it was a tremendous talent that he had to be able to give the guidance for everything that was happening. When it came to the Oren, though, Betzalel dedicated himself to the actual physical work of the Oren itself, and he was involved in the Melacha of the Oren. Because of the unique holiness of the Oren, Betzalel involved himself and dedicated himself to the Melacha, to the actual physical labor of the Oren itself. That was his unique dedication to the Oren, and therefore it's called on his name, the Taylor writes, Vayas Betzalel. This is the completion of the Pshat part of the Sicha. Then the Rebbe says, Al-Pichsidis, when it uses the term, Nosan Nafshe Ala that he dedicated himself to the work, this is referring to the Mesiras Nefesh of Betzalel, the self-sacrifice, the Kayach of Mesiras Nefesh that Betzalel had and infused and invested in his work in the Mishkan and specifically into the Oren. The Kayach of Mesiras Nefesh, as we know, is an extremely deep power in the Neshama that transcends all of the Kayachs of the person. But, the Rebbe says, the point of that Kayach of Mesiris Nefesh is to reveal it and to bring it out and to draw it into all of the Kayachs of the person, to infuse it and to bring the influence of that, that Mesiris Nefesh into all the Kayachs of the person, down to the lowest thing, the activity of the person. Nosan Nafshoi ala Meloche. So the Rebbe says, Nosan Nafshoi is the Mesiris Nefesh. That Mesiris Nefesh was revealed and drawn down even to the Meloche to the physical activity, the lowest aspect of the human being. His activity, his action, in the case of Betzalel, was influenced by the power of Mesiris Nefesh. Even more so, the Rebbe says, Rashi uses the term, Yeser Mishar Chachamim. What Rashi is hinting with that is, that the Kayach of Mesiris Nefesh has to enter into each one of the Kayachs of the person to elevate and transform the actual function of the Kayach itself, that the Kayach has Seichel, should work and function with the Kayach of Mesiris Nefesh, the Kayach of Midas, whatever Kayach it is, it should be infused and be elevated and transformed with the Kayach of Mesiris Nefesh. So his Chachmeh was elevated with a, it broadened the actual Chachmeh itself, Yeser Mishar Chachamim. 
And then when Rashi concludes, and therefore Nikras al Shmoi, so the Rebbe says that al Pichsidis, what Rashi is saying over here is that this is by Nikras, by calling and drawing out Shmoi, the name of the Abishter, the level of Keser, that's above all the other Sviris. Al, it's above all the other Sviris that comes out and influences all of the other Sviris. Now, this is a specific, unique power that Betzalel had, this Kayach of Mesiris Nefesh. It's because Betzalel took this from his grandfather, Chor. Chor also gave up his life, physically gave up his life at the time of the Chet Egel when he was trying to prevent the Yidin of sinning and serving of a desire by the Egel. So he's, his life was taken away. So we see that Chor was an individual that wanted to have the dwelling of Hashem amongst Yidin and not Chas Vashalom, the opposite of Avi Dezara. So therefore his grandson, Betzalel, inherited that character trait and he also was Meiser Nefesh to build the Mishkan. Then the Rebbe says that this is also Betzal, this is connected to Betzalel, Ben Uri and Ben Chor. Uri, the father of Betzalel, Chor, the grandfather of Betzalel. So Uri, the Rebbe says, is Meramis to Chesed or Chochmeh, the light of the Ebeshter, the Eir, either refers to Chesed or to Chochmeh, which is a higher level Chesed of, the, of, the, of Zoh is higher than the level of Chayis that enters into Elamis. Chochmeh, the beginning of all the Esosphiris, is certainly higher. It's that spark of Chochmeh, the light of Chochmeh, above the Metzius of Elamis. That's Uri. Chor is a hole in Hebrew. Chor refers to the feminine, to the sphere of Malchos, which is the lowest. Now, Betzalel. Betzalel is Betzal Kale. Kale refers to the first of Yudgim Amidus Arachman, which is higher above the levels of Uri and Chor put together. And it's Betzal Kale, the shadow of Kale, which is even higher. It's the Makif. Betzalel brings together Zoh and Malchus by revealing the deepest Kayach of Mesiris Nefesh, which is hinted in his name, Betzalel, Betzal Kale. He's able to bring together Uri and Chor, which are the other Kayachs of the person which are hinted in Zoh and Malchus, that they should be infused and elevated and transformed by the Kayach of Mesiris Nefesh. So the Rebbe concludes that this is also the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu wanted Betzalel to first build the Kalim of the Mishkan and then the actual bias of the Mishkan itself. Because the Kalim, which is the specific Aveda done with those individual Kalim, has a deeper Shairish Lamaila. The actual Aveda with, with those Kalim reaches a very deep place even deeper than the bias, which seems to be a makif, and it's a higher revelation. But nevertheless, the kavana is the specific aveda with the kalim, and that reaches higher. So Betzal, which was rooted very deeply with his kayach of Mesiris Nefesh, so Moshe Rabbeinu tells him, you have to build a kalim first. That has a deeper kayach. However, Betzal responds to Moshe Rabbeinu that there is a seder in Avedis Hashem where a person has to go from level to level. That he starts with the way things are from below. And here below in this world you have to start with a makif. And then from the makif you come to a higher level and a higher level. Until you can finally reach the shaitish of the pnimius, which is even higher than the makif. So therefore to say that is first, Betzal builds the bias, which is the makif. And only after that did he build a kalim, which is rooted deeper. And he's able to draw the deepest kayach of Mesiris Nefesh, the shaitish of the Aveda, with the individual kalim.